It's just after 6 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. All right, KT Live, PSPR Law Studios here in Las Vegas on a Fat Tuesday. You talk about Fat Tuesday. It doesn't get any fatter in the NHL. 16-game schedule. And the last game, my producer, Mark Hoax, Philadelphia Flyers, right here in town at the Fortress to take on the Vegas Golden Knights. That game will drop the puck at 8 o'clock right as we get off the air, so I'll be able to uh, take things in there. See Wynn, I believe, is over there covering the game. So he'll enjoy himself over at the Fortress tonight. But lots going on. We've got uh, plenty going on all around the sports world, and it is going to be one heck of a Fat Tuesday show. My good pal, yes, the sports doctor, T.C. Martin, will be right here in studio, PSBR Law Studios. Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, that's where KT and SportsX Radio originate. Over $4.5 billion verdicts and settlements the last five years for their clients, Panache, Boyle, Rabaputi, best in personal injury for a long time in Southern California, year number four here in the Vegas Valley. Strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice. PSBRlaw.com. You know the 702 for Vegas. Jot down that number just in case personal injury. You may need their help in the future. 830-9353. 830-9353. It is a Fat Tuesday. We got a lot going on, so let's get to it. Now, the starting five. Number one. Well, I got to start with number one. I mean, this is big time. I mean, I'm just not sure what's going on here. But the UFC, old Dana, man, getting involved here. And yes, Bud Light trying to make a comeback. They have a new partnership right now. It is Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch with UFC. I think we're going to be seeing some headlines on this throughout the uh, next couple months. It'll be interesting. See what UFC CEO Dana White has to say. But he made a statement earlier See if we can't get him in on SportsX Radio sometime. I like Dana White a lot. Not a fan of uh, Bud Light or Anheuser-Busch. But I'm hoping, just hoping, that maybe that first commercial that UFC and Anheuser-Busch put together will star none other than Kid Rock. Yes, that's what I'm looking forward to. We'll see. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it. Kid Rock, Bud Light. You'll enjoy it. Number two. Number two. Now we're going to get right to it. Game seven. National League Championship Series. Philadelphia Phillies. Once up two games to none. Where there were a minus 1,000 to win 100 at the Westgate Superbook. Now three games to three. And they are at home. They are playing, of course, the upstart Arizona Diamondbacks. Where are we? Middle of the fourth inning in Philly. All knotted at one apiece. Arizona got a run in the top of the first. But Philly with a boom home run. In the bottom of the second, countered. That's where they sit right now. Game seven. This is going to be intense. Last night, you had game seven, American League Championship Series. But that game, boy, there was distance in a hurry as the Texas Rangers' bats were not silent at all. And they blew out Houston. 
And we'll get uh, the take from T.C. Martin when he makes it in studio. T.C., of course, very close friends with Dusty Baker, who had to be just beside himself last night, just sitting there, nothing he could do, because it didn't matter what Houston threw. Texas was hitting it. And how about that series? That is one of the most amazing sports series of all times. In fact, I don't remember it. It's probably happened before, but I don't remember it. Mark Hoke's holding up a number one. We're all seven games, seven full games. The road team won every game. Go ahead, Hoekster. You got one? No, he's going to find it. He's going to find it. He's telling me there's one, KT. I'm sure he'll find it. But that is impressive. But we will keep you abreast of this game going on throughout SportsX Radio. Diamondbacks and Phillies tied at one. Middle of the fourth. Phil's coming up. Number three. Now let's go to the uh, NFL and the Raiders. Of course, have a big game. It is Monday Night Football in Detroit. I'm thinking this is do or die for this team. If this team gets blown out Monday, I just have a feeling it's going to be an ugly last several games of the season. And you know Detroit wants to blow them out badly. They were embarrassed in Baltimore. They are going home. They have the crowd advantage. They know that the Raiders just got whipped by their Bears in the division. And the Raiders really look lifeless. Now, will Jimmy G be back? Yeah, he might be. If not... You've got to go with Aiden O'Connell. That's just my personal feeling. You've got to see what you got with the rookie. And I get it. Detroit's going to be a hostile environment. doesn't matter who quarterback's going to be a hostile environment. If they don't get Josh Jacobs 80 to 100 yards on the ground, they're not going to be in the game because they need to diversify the offense. Give me some men in motion. Give me my quarterback to roll outside the tackle box once in a while. Do some things different. And maybe, just maybe, you can put over 20 points on the board from the offense. Haven't seen it yet. They keep playing the way they're playing. Raiders are good for 5-12. and 12. Number four. All right, number four, Vegas Golden Knights. How about 6-0? and oh? I talked about the 16-game schedule in the NHL. Well, it'll be the old Vegas Golden Knights against the Flyers, who are actually off to a decent start. Philly pick not to make the postseason, but much better start so far than most of the experts thought. But this Vegas Golden Knights team, how about 6-0, baby? Now, Colorado's in action tonight. They're looking to go 6-0. Boston Bruins also looking to go 6-0. But it's the Vegas Golden Knights who are looking to go 7-0 off that Stanley Cup championship. We keep an eye on that one tomorrow because, of course, we'll be getting off the air. As this one starts, I may be able to jam over there and make it to the Fortress for periods 2 and 3. Number five. And number five, there's always the uh, downer stories, of course, in the uh, the world of sports. And this is a downer story. Pat Summit used to come on SportsX Radio years ago and, of course, uh, passed away several years back. Uh, had the dementia and, and, you know, just tough. And what an iconic college basketball coach for years. And, of course, her alma mater there, Tennessee, and started coaching when she was just 25 years of age. One of the players she coached, Tasha Butts. Tasha was pretty solid on a couple of those teams. In fact, they won over 105 games with her in her four years there at Tennessee. Tasha then followed right there in Pat Summit's footsteps, got into the coaching world, was there at Georgia Tech, and then in April took the head coaching job for Georgetown's Lady Hoyas. But Tasha Butts has been battling, had been battling breast cancer, and she lost that battle the other day. And she passed away at age 41. I mean, always tough. Any type of cancer, any type of, you know, disease that just short circuits life. That's why we are fortunate 
that we have Dr. John Pierce right here in the Vegas Valley. And I'll get into it because the Preventative Diagnostic Center, you can get early detection on a lot of these things in your internal organs that gives you an advantage. So we'll get into that a little later. But our prayers with Tasha Butt's family and, of course, all the folks there at Georgetown. And she had uh, several paths that she took as far as college basketball coaching. But Tasha Butts passes away at age 41. And that is our starting five here at SportsX Radio. T.C. Martin will be in the house in about five, six minutes from now. Producer Mark Hoke is here. And, of course, the Mark Hoke Show, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. You like professional wrestling? You will love the Mark Hoke Show right here, 101.5 FM, Dawn, and, of course, streaming live on that Odyssey app. Mark Hoke, did you find what you were looking for? Give me another series where the road team won, a series that went the full seven games. Yeah, I remembered it right after I said, hang on. It's the uh, 2019 World Series, Washington and uh, Houston. All the road teams won in that series. Wow. All right, so Houston involved again. And they lost. Oh, well. Yeah, well, that's that's good. I'm glad yes. that they lost. <laughs> You're so bitter, Ken. No, I, you know what? Here's the thing. I mean, again, when, when you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar, and I look, again, a USC fan for years and years and years still, and they're struggling right now. But the Reggie Bush thing, you know, as soon as it came out, I was like, yeah, I know everybody does it. But at the end of the day, we got caught, so we deserve to pay the piper. You know what? They got an extensive penalty, big time, 30 scholarships they lost in a three-year period, which was brutal. And for most programs, they had been done. But somehow, some way, they were able to survive. And uh, give Clay Helton a lot of credit there as uh, USC able to uh, still continue and, you know, still a pretty solid, solid program. Very disappointing. This year, early on, back-to-back losses, they'll take on Cal. They better be careful going up to Berkeley because, like I said, Cal's not going to have any pity party for USC. They'd love to beat the Trojans, make it three in a row. SC right now, they're battling. Can they run the table and make the playoff? No, I doubt it. The two losses, you know, like I said, if the second loss was maybe to somebody else and then they beat Oregon and Washington, that's great. All right, so the Phils are ahead now. What is that, 2-1? to one? Yep, stopped uh, with a double, bringing the bomb home, and it is 2-1 to one Philadelphia. There you go. All They're right, going so, crazy at the bank. Yeah, Brandon fought. Yeah, don't be jumping on the Philly bandwagon. You're an Orioles fan. I know you're a Pennsylvania guy, but I can't let you jump on that bandwagon. I'm not going to let well, you I'm do not it. necessarily jumping on the bandwagon, nah, but I've got to root rooting. For Yeah, you're rooting. I like them. Do you? Yeah, I mean, Ken, look, how could you not? Like this team. I mean, they play so hard. Uh, you know, gritty bunch of guys. Uh, you know, an explosive team. A lot of. I mean, they're a fun. To, they're a fun team to watch. You know, I mean, they are. no, there's no doubt. And when getting Trey Turner, I thought really, you know, just you look at that way when you have Harper already and uh, Castellanos, another great pickup, and all three of those guys have been hitting lights out. So if they get solid pitching, and you know, the thing like you said is you got to get to Ranger Suarez early. And the D-backs had a run, but had an opportunity to get more, could not do it. And so he may have settled down enough. I don't know if he's still in. I haven't been paying attention. I'm just watching the score. But right now, 2-1 to Phils still batting in the bottom half of the fourth inning. Very important for the Diamondbacks to stay within one run. Uh, Philly gets a multiple-run lead. That's when they are able to open it up a lot of times. But again, Arizona playing with no pressure. But when you have the lead in a game seven and then you relinquish it, all of a sudden, you start feeling the pressure because you feel like your Cinderella story may be coming to an end. Yeah, well, I guarantee you, those guys are feeling it out there, no matter what. You can, I mean, you can say all you want that, uh, that you know, the pressure is not on them because 
you know, they're not expected to win. Dude, you want to win the game. Well, what's going on? Craziness going on. You want to win the game. Yeah. Oh, and, of course. And, and man, this is your chance. I mean, Ken, how many times have we seen it? You know, a, a young team gets there and you're like, oh, they'll be back. They'll be back. And then they never get back. That's right. You know, you, you have to take the opportunity when you have it. Well, that's what, that's the thing. And that's what you, you actually said that. So you ought to listen to your own words because you said that about your Orioles earlier towards the end of the year when you knew that they were going to make the postseason. They had a great chance to win the AL. And you're like, well, we're ahead of schedule. So it really doesn't matter. When you win and oh, you it matters. Up, I know, but when you win and you end up with the best record, the number one seed, you have to take advantage of it. I don't care what you have in the minors, what's coming up. Everything fell right for you to have that opportunity to be the number one seed and to get to the series. So as it's like one of those bittersweet years because as big a surprise was it for the Orioles to go well over their 79-game win total and then finish with that number one seed – to not win a playoff game, kind of all of a sudden, it's like a smack in the face, and all of a sudden you felt like you just got in the elevator, and the elevator just plummeted all the way to the ground. I mean, like, what the heck happened? So, yeah, yeah well, we ran into tough. the Rangers, too, like everybody else. Yeah, I mean, but, but te- the- give Texas credit. I mean, and, and what, what happened on the last day of the regular season? They lose to Seattle, and they next thing they know, Houston wins. And Houston wins the division, and that's where most of the baseball experts wrote off the Texas Rangers right there. Yeah, they well, you know, and the the mistake was that this is a really good veteran team, and and I think that teams like Baltimore now need to take a lesson from the Rangers because you know one thing I was I was driving home last night after the Rangers got to the World Series, thinking man that that could have been us why wasn't it, and you know the Rangers went out. And got the guys they needed. What if Jordan Montgomery would have been picked up by the Orioles instead of the Rangers? Hmm? That that might have that might have turned the series, Ken. I agree. You know, but they didn't. They went out and played played cheap and got Jack Flaherty. And John Angelos had better realize something. You know, he's talking about oh, I don't want to. You know, I'd have to raise the ticket price, raise some ticket prices, whatever. We don't care. But the other thing is too is if you. If you are consistently winning, you're going to sell merchandise. You're going to sell tickets. You're going to make a lot more money. You know, he got off cheap the last you know five years or so. I'll say this: well, hindsight, the hindsight is twenty twenty because when they got Flaherty, a lot of Orioles fans thought <sighs> that was a key piece. I wasn't that excited. You, about it. you were a I little more okay. excited than you are now. That's for sure. No, I thought it was okay, but there were other guys I'd have rather gotten. You know, I'd rather had Giolito. Well, he, start, he started out. He remember he lost that first game, but then he had two good outings in a row. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh well, now we're six deep. We don't know what to do because you know you had Rodriguez come back up from the minors, and uh, Means was coming off the DL uh, or IL or whatever. And so all of a sudden you're like, well, we've got so much pitching, we don't know what to do. Come on, Hoekster, let me go back and find those tapes, man. Where are they? No, actually, well, Flaherty had the good first start, and then he just never got going. I don't know what happened, but you know, it's, it's, I want to. I want to go back to that after that first start. I think Mark Hoke was ecstatic on the acquisition no, of Jack I wasn't Flaherty. That excited ecstatic. About it. I. It was like okay, I think you were a... juggling, and I want to say oh, when stop. we were playing when we were playing stop. the Orioles Magic Anthem, you were so you were so animated. You. Were, you were doing those You're letters like me. no, it was unbelievable. What are you talking about? I, you almost did a cartwheel, which blew my mind. Were, were you on the desert getting some peyote or something? <laughs> What's going on, real. Ken Thompson? Come on now, don't turn the tables, hoaxer. KT, you know, I just want. I you just were, want your. You were pretty ecstatic. I man. want your first baseman. You're not getting Alonso. We need the polar bear. It's all we have. Right, but that's the point. Your your guy knows now he's in a rebuild. 
I hate to say it, Ken. I don't mean to break your heart. Okay. But they are know they're in a rebuilding right, phase. Let me, let me tell you. Re- let me tell you, you rebuild. Well, let, let me, me ask you. Let, let me tell you, you rebuild. Texas and Arizona two years ago both lost over 100 games. Yeah, so two years ago. Yeah. Okay. So Texas, we're we talking rebuilding. Texas year? spent their way out of it. Well, do, and, and geez, Steve Cohen, he he'd have he'd have trouble doing that, right? He's saying that because he got, but then he dumped Verlander and Scherzer, and still he ends up paying the Piper, take, picking up most of their salaries. But he still was able to get off the hook, you know, with probably seventy five hundred million between the two guys. <laughs> 70, Isn't that crazy? Seventy five hundred million. Well, seven no seventy five to a hundred million. Oh, okay. Seventy five Seven, to hundred. I was wondering what seventy five hundred million. That's, well, that's that's billions of dollars on your payroll, Ken. It is. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> let me. Let, I can't let, wait for free. You know, free agency starts five days after the World Series. I can't wait. All I know is the NFL trade deadline is next Tuesday on Halloween. How much fun is that show going to be? Yeah, boy. I, oh, wow. On Halloween, too. Mm. I wonder what Howie Roseman's going to pull out. It'll be the 16 year anniversary of uh, Ken Thompson Sr. departing. Oh, I'm sorry. Asking for his check. Thanks. Oh. Out of here. Got to go. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Unbelievable. The old man. I'm telling you, all those years he owned that optical shop. KT, great eyes. KT needs glasses now. The old man checks out early. Thanks, Pops. Appreciate it. What are you going to do? Yeah. Like we say, hindsight's 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Go to break. Just say go go to break. Hey, by the way, uh, we're going to go to break. T.C. Martin will be in next segment and throughout the rest of the show. Uh, Philly had bases loaded, one out. Arizona just got out of it. So it is still the Phils 2, Arizona 1, but they stayed within a run. They're after 4. Keep an eye on it. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM Dawn. We stream live on that Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it now. It is worldwide. It is free. Go to Google Play. Go to iTunes. Wherever you got to go, go download that sucker now. And you can search SportsX Radio. Search Mark Hoke Show. Whatever. Whenever the shows are over, you can go back, listen to them in their entirety. SportsX Radio, live from Vegas. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Alan Masters. Join me and my brother David for Advice Line, 10 to midnight, Monday through Friday on 101.5 FM. Kate on. That's Advice Line, America's radio counseling program. If you've got problems, we've got answers. Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight. It's a beautiful day here at the weekend getaway. Oh, no. Looks like a loose stair. And he is out. Injuries can come out of left field. If you've been injured, call Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. Visit ForThePeople.com for an office near you. 101.5 FM, KDON. SportsX Radio, KT coming back there. A little uh, uh, good stuff there over there. A little Green Day coming back. And uh, tried to get in, but uh, couldn't. I was uh, preempted there by... A uh, little, Ameri- little American idiot. There you go. And I'll tell you what, if you're watching the uh, college campuses around the country, there's a lot of American idiots, no question. But uh, one of the brighter guys that I know in the world of sports broadcasting and uh, somebody that's an iconic play-by-play guy for the two-time defending champions now, the Las Vegas Aces, but one of my favorite people, not just in the world of sports, but just a great guy. And we're fortunate to have him in the Vegas Valley, my good buddy T.C. Martin. T.C., it is great to see you. K.T., great to be here with you and Marky Mark without the Funky Bunch. That's good. So, yeah, you probably don't know that. You know Green Day, but do you know Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? Yeah, unfortunately, I do. <laughs> I do, too, and it's very painful. There you go. Oh, man. Marky Mark, uh, was it uh, game number two of the uh, the Aces in, in the finals? There you go. Marky Mark, yeah. Yeah, I was checking out Wahlburgers right there in the, yeah, I, the Mandalay Bay shops. But you know no, I, he's I, been to several Aces games, actually. What I like about him is that he's another guy that gives back big time. Mm-hmm. 
very charitable guy and uh, does a ton for charity. And I love those guys that make the money, and ladies as well, that make the money, but they just want to help others. They kind of reflect and go, okay, I got all this money. Time to be the old Phil Anthropist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I do want to get into uh, Good. philanthropy down the line. And uh, T.C. Martin, you're going to be a guy that's going to be there with me because I know you're a charitable guy. I love it. But you do a great job on the Aces games. And I will tell you, man, it's just a, a lot of fun to watch that team because there is no weak link. And I had told you, you came on the show, I said, there's no film on this team without mm-hmm. two starters. Chelsea Gray, a gal that's involved in everything, right? Seven assists a game, you know, 20 points, whatever. She's just phenomenal. But she's the facilitator. And so New York really didn't have that film. And I got to give it to Becky Hammond because when they got down, when they cut it to 31-28 in the second quarter, and then it was 39-30 at half, I'm like, ah, nine-point lead. They get it up third quarter, up over double digits. They're not coming back. But they didn't. They came right in and just attacked that lead. And that's when I'm like, man, if they could just get the next thing I know, they got like a one, two point lead in the fourth. Then they opened it up to like seven or eight. And I'm like, oh, they got this. But then New York scored like six, seven straight to bring it within one. And then they uh, shut the aces down and got a rejection underneath to uh, have the shot clock basically go off. But they had it. They come down. And I think. The timeout might have caught – they took the timeout with 8.8 seconds, and that kind of surprised me. So you sent me the uh, you sent me the call, and I'm going to get I, – I never even forwarded the email to Mark Hook, but I'll do it during the next break so that we can hear the final call uh, that you made because I, I didn't even listen to it on radio. I was watching it here because I was in studio, but I was ecstatic. But what was it like calling a game five? I want to say a game seven, but of course they play three out of five. But in a championship series – in, 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 so it was actually game four because you're trying to win it in four. But to to call a championship series two years in a row and just seeing that this team's getting better and better and the chemistry there with these ladies is absolutely phenomenal and knowing that they're buying into what Coach Becky Hammond is selling. You hit a lot of points there. And um, let's start with this. Uh, well, first and foremost, it's just um, amazing to be part of this organization. I've told you this before since the inception of 2018. And then when Mark Davis took over this team, uh, it's just he took it to another level. And then when he hired Becky Hammond, that took it to another level. And Bill Lambeer gets should get a lot of the credit for orchestrating this from the very very beginning. And you know he was there last year in Connecticut when they when they won it. And there's still parts of this team with uh, with Bill Lambeer's you know fingerprints all over it. The drafting of Asia Wilson, the drafting of Jackie Young, and and again you know Kelsey Plum was the number one pick. In San Antonio. And let's remember, these guys were terrible in San Antonio. They were the bottom feeders. And they went from from worst to first over the course of time. But um, to answer your question about, you know, what's it like, you know, calling these championship series, it's, uh, first of all, I just got to start with being grateful and, uh, you know, being part of this organization and then being able to, you know, be in that moment where you realize that you're around greatness, not just in these games, but around these women who just have the utmost class and part of an organization that really gets it. And again, I've seen it from day one. So the way the organization has has been built and where they're at right now is just it's it's phenomenal. But um, Becky Hammond, she's the one that deserves the credit. And you're right, KT. You said it to me. You know, you're, you're texting me while I'm in New York said, you know, they, they don't have any film and this and that. And not many people back in New York, 
the national media. You know, I talked all, had all the ESPN crew on my show because I was doing my show from the Barclays Center, uh, you know, before those games. And not many people were giving the Aces a shot at all. But I talked to Becky at practice the day before and said, hey, how confident are you? And her exact words were, I'm confident as blank. And then she started talking about what her plan was defensively. And all of a sudden, I start nodding my head and going like, and it's like what you said. They don't, they don't have any they film. They have no clue. They have no clue because, you know, they have never played a game without Chelsea Gray all season long. And then you lose Kia Stokes. So, sure, you can junk it up all you want defensively. You can go box and one. You can throw in the two, three. You can go, you could change defenses, you know, every trip down, go to man to man or whatever. And then what Becky did was she got the team together the night before, uh, the game after that that practice, and then she says, "I'm toying with some stuff here, and we're going to run this defense." And the players are going, "What are you talking about? We've 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 never ran this. We've never seen this before." And Becky was kind of like, "They go, where'd you get this?" She goes, "I'm just making it up as I go, because this is what we're going to do." And without getting into too much detail, but it was basically they were going to make Courtney Vandersloot beat them. Anybody else besides Vandersloot, they were going to double, whether it's in the post, whether it's at the high post, or whether it's a Nescu or Stewart that they have it on the wing. And then Jonquil Jones, they were just going to mug her. But Vandersloot is always a one-on-one situation. And that threw New York off. Although Vandersloot got off to a good start. She she did. She did. Okay, and then they had her depth, but she was never double teamed, even when she came came down. But Jonquil Jones... Wasn't a factor like she was in every other game, especially in the first half. And Brianna Stewart. Her worst game since. Yeah. Three for 17. In her life. Yeah. Three for 17. Alicia Clark, even though she's undersized and she's been an undersized forward her entire career, she knows Brianna Stewart better than anybody because they were teammates. Won two championships with the Seattle, at the Seattle Storm. Oh, Seattle Storm, right. Yeah, okay. Seattle Storm. And um, when I had AC, Alicia Clark, on the pregame show, specifically talked about that. And she goes, listen, I've been through everything. You know, I've I've been a bench player. I've been you know cut. She goes. I've been a starter. She goes. I've always been an undersized forward. She goes. I've banged with bigs my entire life. So yeah, I accept this challenge and accept it. She did, and you saw what she did. She held Brianna Stewart to three for seventeen from the floor, ten points, and uh, they got the job done. They got the job done defensively. How about, how about but the Becky final? Hammond. Yeah, and I, I can't wait. Becky I, I'm going to. Yeah, I because I and we'll have you comment on it after I uh, after the break. I will again email it to Mark. I was driving in from Phoenix and and you gave it to me and and I'll get that uh, that play. I got it right here and I'll get that final call from Game Four when the Aces win their back to back titles. But TC, I mean, you're a guy that. I mean, you worked in the Packer with the Packer organization for years. I mean, you're tight with the Brew Crew, so you were a lot of Wisconsin time. Uh, but you've been out here for a while now. This is my second stint. Again, remember, I was here from '92 to, to '98. Um, you know, not only doing my national show, but local shows as well too. And then came back in 2015. And you know, I've always been uh, a Vegas guy, fabric in the community. You know, d- doing what, whatever is needed to do. But to see where we've gone from a sports perspective has been you know, fantastic, especially, you know, during those years in the 90s, which I love. But, man, this is a different world. And, again, as far as the Aces go, KT, you know this. I mean, you're a Raider guy. Mark Davis, he's such a difference maker. And the way he treats this team, he treats it like the Raiders. And when he took over from the MGM, he just said, 
you know, we're going to hire more people. I'm going to hire the smartest people that I can possibly get. And he did that in Nikki Vargas. He did it with Natalie Williams. And then it was his mission to hire Becky Hammond. And by doing that with those three powerful women, Mark says, I'm just going to get out of the way. And whatever support you need financially or whatever it is, I will give that to you. And Raider fans probably don't get it. You know, they, they, they just see the record of the Raiders year after year. But if you see the way Mark Davis operates this Las Vegas Aces team, he is so involved. He's been great not only for this community, but he's been great for the league. And this is great for sports, you know, because we have a dynasty here right now. They've won two championships, but think about that. I mean, two championships, back-to-back, homegrown, basically, and in a 12-team league, it, it says a lot. And now they've got the core of their team re-signed for another year. There's no reason why this shouldn't be a three-peat. And that was kind of the mantra at the parade last night. Because everybody's back, everybody's under contract. Yeah. By the way, Mark, I did forward you the uh, the last call of that game on October the 18th, the finale in New York. So whenever you get that soundbite, we'll, uh, you just uh, signal me and we'll throw it up there. I do want to update that Arizona has gotten two runs in the top half of the fifth inning. They are out now. They go to the bottom of the fifth, but now the Diamondbacks lead the Phillies by a score of 3-2. to two. Corbin Carroll, who's going to be Rookie of the Year, 3-for-3 three three already as he's been up three times in five innings, has an RBI, scored a couple runs. And again, this Diamondbacks team, what they do – better than anybody, is they run the bases. And they will steal bases. They will send guys. They're not always going to make it, but they are solid. Already, uh, Guriel and Carroll had stolen bases, but they always have those guys in motion, and that keeps the opposing uh, team on their heels. So we'll see. This is going to be a wild game seven. Last night, of course, Texas taking care of business in a big way over Houston. We'll get into that because, of course, T.C. Martin, very close friends with Dusty Baker. And Dusty got the whole enchilada last year, and that team has just been unbelievable, that organization, year in, year out. They just continue to get to the championship series. But this year, they got short-circuited and, again, showed their ineptness as far as winning at home, right? You'd have never thought that a team could lose four games on their home field in the best of seven, but the Astros did it. And uh, we'll keep an eye on this because if the Phillies, again, they won their first two in Philly, lost two of three in Arizona. But if they drop the last two in Philly, as good a year as this has been for the Phillies, this will be a very disappointing end the way that uh, things go down. But still plenty of baseball to go on the Phillies, of course, with those bats, with Trey Turner, with Castellanos, and, of course, the great Vegas kid, Bryce Harper. Keep an eye on that. SportsX Radio, take a break. 101.5 FMK Dawn streaming live on the Odyssey app. Get you caught up on all the scores. Remember, we have a ton of hockey games, so keep your breast. Uh, the Golden Knights game, of course, does not start till right when we get off at home against the Flyers at the Fortress. Uh, 6-0 and Vegas Golden Knights. And of course, off that Stanley Cup championship, and now the voice of the Golden Aces, or the voice of the Aces, Las Vegas Aces, trying to combine them there. Uh, TC Martin is in studio. They have won two in a row, and we'll get that final call when we come back live from Vegas, 101.5 FM K Dawn, and again, streaming live on that Odyssey app from PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. You're listening to SportsX Radio. I'm Ken Thompson with TC Martin, producer Mark Oak. We'll be right back. Mark Hoke is taking the uh, music back now. KT has been reprimanded, and uh, 
The hoaxer spinning the hits here on a fat Tuesday. You screwed me. <laughs> T.C. Martin is Just in. say it. You screwed me. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. We already went through this during break. T.C. Martin was with me, and we said we have no more use for this witness, I thought Your you'd Honor. come back with uh, Marky Mark on the Funky Bunch, a little good vibrations. Yeah. Come on, hoaxer. No, I had this plan, man. Come on, hoaxer. <laughs> Donnie Osmond doing a great show, by the way, down on the Flamingo. There you go. Uh, like, by the is, way. Doesn't he win, like, Vegas Performer of the Year every year? I think, seriously. Oh, I don't know. The great Wayne Newton. Wayne's not, years. He's not doing a show anymore. Well, he was for years, though. But Donnie, Donnie keeps hitting it big, man. Donnie he, and Marie have not on... aged in the last 20 years. They have not aged, either one of them. No. I think we should get Donnie on the show. I'd, I'd enjoy that. <laughs> get Donnie, Carrot Top, all those guys. Just roll them all in here. But I'd like to, but you know, I think talking to, meeting Donnie Osmond would be fascinating. My, yeah, I would like to. My, that was one of my, it was, I will never forget my sister Val, she was a year and a day older than me. And Val had, those were the two of the posters, two of the three posters, Donnie Osmond, David Cassidy, and Bobby Sherman. Those oh, don't, don't forget Sean Cassidy. Yeah, Sean Cassidy was late. He said David, but Sean was. No, but David, man. no, but my sister's older. So she, Sean was the younger sister. I have five sisters. So okay. there are plenty of posters. A lot of the eight of his eighties and nineties. I just had, I just had, there. I just had the Farah, the Farah. That was the one that I had that most of the guys my age had. Got to have that. T. It was on the back of the door, <laughs> so mom had no idea. So when the door shut, there was Farah. Yeah. What was, what was the better poster, the Farah or the Heather? Ooh, that's a tough call, man. That's a tough call. Oh, I just wanted. Really. I, I mean, it, I, I liked Farah. Yeah. Farah was. If you gave me a choice back in that day when I was fifteen, sixteen years. You give me Farrah Fawcett, I'm good. Yeah, can I, we, You can have all the others. Can we go with Yo-Yo or Down by the Lazy River if you're going to go Osmonds? Let's go, man. No. No. <laughs> so come with Osmonds I'm willing for to you. fight. I'm a soldier of love. <laughs> can we go? Uh, look at Philly uh, still with two outs. They're, still, they're threatening here with a man on second. Schwarber on second. Uh, my only hope is that he tries to steal third. <laughs> I don't think he's going with two outs. No, no, I know. He got, yeah. he got nailed last night. Thompson yeah. is in. It is the uh, bottom half of the fifth inning. And uh, this is a good game. Harper just missed a home run, flew out to the uh, wall in this inning. But Philly trying to uh, get the equalizer, but they cannot as they pop out to second. And look at that. Somebody actually used two hands to make a catch. I mean, with the hand over the top of the glove. You do not see it anymore, TC. You do not. You do not. You don't see like a green Little League glove, uh, which that second baseman was using there as well, too. There you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> Hoekster, you got that uh, the call of the great TC Martin? I do. All right, let's go. 8.8 seconds to go. New York with the basketball, trailing by one. Sabrina Inescu will inbound. And here we go. Inescu looking to inbound. Lobs it into Stewart. Stewart has it. Stewart has it with six. Alicia Clark on her. Going to go for the jumper from the corner. Count of it goes. It doesn't go. John Quill Jones, too late. Aces win. Aces win. The Las Vegas Aces have won the championship in 2023. Back to back titles. Boom. Shaka like a boom. Wow, there goes that voice, man. That'll happen, man. I'm the telling you, you get excited. Is on. The Aces have done the improbable. They come into the game. With eight healthy players getting their first victory on this floor here at the Barclays Center. And they do it in dramatic, emphatic fashion. Backs against the wall. Down by 12 points. Playing only seven players. Willing their way to a historic 
victory here tonight. And they win the game, 70 to 69. There you, there you go. go. Backs against the wall and they end up with back-to-back titles. Well done. Great that, moment, man. Fun okay, moment. so so I just thought the way that they came over and, again, got Stewart to get rid of the ball because you knew she wanted the shot. And she's that good a player that she's still at time that if she's one-on-one, she's pump faking, she's getting fouled, they're only down one, she's going to the line. She's either one or the other. But they forced her to give the ball up, and then they closed out on the gal she gave it to, and they had to whip it to the corner. I think Vandersloot had no time, and she just had to force it, and it was wide right, had no shot. But that's how fast things happen. But the quickness of the defensive pressure was absolutely unbelievable, and they were ready. They still had enough energy in those final 8.8 seconds. So when New York did call timeout, to me, I said, bad move. And the only reason I said that is because you're under 10 seconds. Now, each second matters, and the team with the ball is now thinking, we got to get the shot off. we got to get the shot. So now there's another defender. It is called the clock. If you had, you know... 15 like they had when they got the ball and they came down. Look, there's a lot of moving parts. That's when you might have somebody out of position. But once you give Becky Hammond an opportunity to set her defense, you're in trouble. Here's the thing, too. I don't know if you got a chance. Well, you were, well, you were on the air. So you watched it, but I, I so, watched it, yeah. So I recorded it when I got back home You know, a couple days later. And I went to the end of the game because they had Sandy Brondello mic'd up. And if you look at that timeout. I had the volume down. Was she cussing? If No. It was a mess, KT. She was a mess. And you look at Becky Hammond, the way she conducts her huddle, it was like very succinct. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Here's your assignment. This and that. Pumps them up, ready to go. Sandy, it was like total chaos. It, that huddle was total chaos. And for someone who's won championships before with the Phoenix Mercury, and she like changed her mind three different times. And he had players talking over each other, and she was going, "No, no, no, stop! This, that, and it's Stewie. Okay, now you're gonna do it. Now you're gonna do this. Now, now get the shot off. No, no. Okay, what if we miss? Then you got a foul. Okay, no. Wait, 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 wait. Now spread it out, John Quell. You go put. And the players were like this: like, what are we doing here? It was total chaos. So after watching that back, I'm going, I see why that possession was a train wreck now, because they had no direction whatsoever. And again, Becky Hammond is the best coach in the WNBA. Heck, you know as well as I do, Becky Hammond is one of the best coaches in basketball, period. Yeah, there's period. no doubt. I mean, she, she Men, of course, women. Yeah, she had those years under pop over there in San Antonio. And, of course, speculation has her being potentially the first lady head coach in the NBA. We'll see if that transpires down the line. Di- uh, Diamondbacks did get out of that uh, two-out jam there with Schwarber on second, so they're in the top of the six. Two outs, nobody on. Uh, Arizona three, Philadelphia two. We'll see what happens. KT with TC Martin here, SportsX Radio, as we wrap up hour number one. But TC will be with me all of hour number two. Lots to talk about, lots of football, lots of baseball. Let me go to the scores real quick because we've got a ton of them. And uh, keep an eye on this baseball game. But that's that, of course, front and center. But I, let me get to uh, some of these scores because we do have college football. A couple games and, of course, Conference USA. Uh, not Conference USA. Uh, yeah, it is Conference USA. That's uh, that, that's at it right now. New Mexico State and La Tech tied at 24. La Tech had a two-score lead. Then New Mexico State was up eight. But Louisiana Tech touchdown, two-point conversion, ties it at 24. Meanwhile, Liberty 
unbeaten Liberty still. Jamie Chadwell's first year coming over from Coastal Carolina, 21-10. They lead at Western Kentucky, 5.40 to go in the third quarter. They were minus four, total of 61, so plenty to go if you uh, have the over in that game. Uh, but New Mexico State, Louisiana Tech, that game had a lot of tech. The Bulldogs at home, and Bachmeyer actually started at quarterback, transferred from Boise State. Uh, they were two-and-a-half-point home favorites, 55-year total. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that tomorrow, a couple more games. Uh, Jacksonville State, Florida International, UTEP, Sam Houston State also, Conference USA teams. Jacksonville State minus eight, total 46. And UTEP is a three-and-a-half-point underdog now at Sam Houston State, who has yet to win a game at the FBS level. Uh, but they've come close, and they're a pretty good team, the Bearcats, uh, defensively. So we'll see if they get their first win tomorrow against the Miners. Meanwhile, we've got plenty going on on the ice, like I told you. I mean, it is a major schedule. It doesn't get any bigger than this. 16 games, 32 teams, and again, the Golden Knights will be that final game. But we also have NBA basketball. It is opening night. And for KT and Knicks fan, look, I'm not expecting any great things, but what do I enjoy more? The Knicks winning or the Lakers losing? Well, probably the Lakers losing. So I'm off to a good start. Nuggets 119, Lakers 107, defending champion Nuggets up by 12, which is 28 seconds left in the fourth quarter. The only other game to open up tonight, regular season starting, will be the Phoenix Suns at the Golden State Warriors in San Francisco. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Golden State minus 2.5, 235 your total. Uh, let me go to the ice now, get you caught up on all these games. Final, Toronto 4-1. They win at Washington. Buffalo 6-4, wild one. They knock off Ottawa. Could have got them plus 165, the Sabres on the road. Tampa Bay shuts out Carolina 3-0, and they were a plus 125 at home, so the Ning take care of business. Columbus shutting out Anaheim right now 1-0, 559 to go second period. Jersey doubling up on Montreal, only a minute 25 left in regulation. That's 4-2. Dallas a 3-1 lead at Pittsburgh, 806 to go third period. Florida 2-1 lead third period, 12-17 to go. They lead the Sharks. By a goal, 4-3. to three. Colorado has come back. They led it 2 nothing, then trailed at 3-2. Now lead at 4-3 after 2. That game's already over the total against the Islanders. Wild game there. Seattle, the Kraken, off to a slow start, but leading Detroit. 105 to go second period, 2-1. to one. Boston, Chicago, no score. 16-30 to go second period. Bruins off to a 5-0 and oh start. Winnipeg, 2 nothing in Manitoba, shutting out St. Louis. 15-30 to go second period. Edmonton, Minnesota, all knotted up 2-2 two two after 1. Six and a half total. You're sitting good there if you have the over. Vancouver, Nashville after one, tied at one. Down in Nashville, the Canucks and the Preds and the Rangers in Calgary just underway from Alberta. And then the last two games, Arizona in L.A. Kings minus 190, six and a half your total. Minus 120 shaded to the under. That means you got to lay 120 to win 100 if you believe there'll be less than six and a half goals. And the Vegas Golden Knights minus 200 against the Hoaksters. Philadelphia Flyers, six is your total in that game from the Fortress. They dropped that puck at about 8.05. That is a look at the scoreboard, and we will keep an eye on it throughout the night as uh, Arizona and Philly, the big game. Game seven, who will play the Texas Rangers? Will it be the upstart Diamondbacks, or will it indeed be those Philadelphia Phillies who are uh, trying to get back to the World Series? They had some unfinished business from last year. Uh, They'll go against another team from Texas, but we'll see if they can indeed get there. 3-2, Arizona. SportsX Radio 101.5 FMK Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y, worldwide app, free app. Download it now. KT with T.C. Martin. Plenty to talk about. Hour number two. Get into a lot of it. Going to hit the football circuit. We'll do that when we come back. You're listening to SportsX Radio. I'm Ken Thompson, PSBR Law Studios. Producer Mark Hoke coming through in flying colors, especially on the music tonight. We'll be right back.
Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Uh, SportsX Radio Hour number two, KT Live, PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Panache, Boyle, Rabaputi, the best in personal injury. Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at the studio. Tomorrow night, Wednesday night's back. Steiner, 1750 North Buffalo, one of three in the Vegas Valley. Come on down, see me first two to the table. Get a free appetizer of their choice. And uh, the food there is outstanding. I mean, second to none. Remember, you got to be 21 and older. It is a 24-hour establishment, but come on down. See me there. By the way, Ragusa uh, sending me a text listening in. He's a big fan of T.C. Martin. and uh, The legend. More, yeah. More, Shout out to the legend. More so of KT, but T.C. He, he, he tolerates true. T.C. from two to, <laughs> 2 to 4 on uh, K-Shop, which is where KT started way back when. Brett Grant, man, the legendary Brett Grant, and I miss him. He passed away much too young, but he was a big St. Louis guy. Loved his Blues, loved his Cardinals, uh, but he was one of the best. But Ragusa is a big time Giants fan, and he's got to be happy because Bob Melvin left the Padres today and will be the Giants' new manager. Yeah, you know Bob Melvin, former Giant. You know, yeah. going go, going back home. That's going to be interesting because the Giants are probably one of the most analytical teams in the world, and they decided a while back that they were going to hire young managers straight out of their playing days like they did with Gabe Kapler and they wanted a yes man uh so much into analytics and they said hey you know we're we're basically going to manage the team from upstairs now you bring back Bob Melvin and you're going to have to pay Bob a little more money cuz they always wanted to go on the cheap and it'll be different and remember Bob Melvin is coming off not a very good situation in San Diego where it did not go well there i mean they underachieved a lot of people point the blame at him you can point the blame at you know the players that they got with Tatis and Machado. Soto, Soto was Soto. a big, big one to blame. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that works. Maybe a breath of fresh air for Bob Melvin going back to the Bay Area. It'll be interesting to see how he works with that dynamic in the front office. That's what I'm curious about. All right, Hoekster, I know you want to jump in there on that. Yeah, well, there was and, – and, you know, a lot of that season didn't make sense until I heard that Melvin and San Diego's GM had been feuding mm-hmm. all year long. And basically what had been happening to the players was Melvin would say one thing, the GM said something else, and the guys didn't know what to do. And they were fighting all the time. It was miserable in there. So do you put it on the players for that, you know, for what they did on the field, of course. But when you've got two different two guys telling you two different things constantly and it's just chaos in the in the clubhouse because of that, I don't blame Melvin for getting out of there. I you know, I'm happy for him. I mean, if that was what was going on. Hey, I was a former coach for twenty years, man. You don't want the AD coming down and telling your players what to do. Take a hike. I would so. say I will say this: the Padres finally woke up and became the team that we all thought they were going to be all season long. Probably the last twenty five games, they were solid. They'd actually finished two games over five hundred and in third place there in the NL West. But uh, end of the day, I mean, this was a team that a lot of people thought was going to be twenty five, thirty games over five hundred and battling the Dodgers for first place. 
You look at the construction of that team, though. All right, you know, with Machado and and, and Tatis and, and and Soto. I mean, yeah, potential to be great superstar players, but there's a thing called chemistry, you know. And you go back to the Astros. You know, that team has chemistry. Hey, we talk about the Las Vegas Aces. You know, when you have that type of chemistry and people that have played together and they've bought in and all for one, one for all, that the Padres never had that. I mean, you brought in some superstar players, some young superstar players, and they didn't get it. Fernando Tatis never got it. You know, Juan Soto coming from Washington, right? Just really never got it. And you put collective talent that doesn't mean it's going to work. And what happened to Joe Musgrove? What happened to that pitching staff? There was just never that camaraderie, that chemistry. They couldn't get it together. Now, how many times, KT, have we seen the Padres score three or less runs? Sometimes two and one runs a game. It's just been a mess for a long time, and you're not going to fix it like that. The teams are successful. They they build through the draft. They sprinkle in some free agents, and they take their lumps for a couple of years. We talked about it. What Texas do? What Baltimore do? What the Diamondbacks do? How have they done that? They built it organically. Now, sure, Texas added Seager and Simeon, but for the most part, it's organic. Baltimore, organic. Diamondbacks, organic. That's how you win, man. Yeah, no doubt. Blake Snell was a good acquisition uh, for the Padres, and he anchored that pitching staff and was very, very solid and consistent, but nobody else. You talked about Musgrove, and he was banged up. And, yeah, the consistency and the chemistry, I really think the chemistry got going that last 25, 30 games because there was no pressure on the team. They were all already basically out of it, you know, and then all of a sudden they started playing as a team and uh, leaving their, uh, you know, their egos at the door, so to speak, and closed strongly. But again, Melvin realizing, you know, maybe it gets a little windier and nasty up there in the Bay Area a couple months during the season, this great San Diego weather. But you know what? It's a baseball town. And when you go to those Giants games, especially Giants-Dodgers games, it's just something you want to be there. You know, whether you're the you know the home announcer or the road announcer, you want to be there because it looks like fun. You can feel it. And even when the Giants are, you know, maybe out of it and they got the Dodgers coming in town, those fans are still going to be there. Yeah, my second favorite park. And again, you know, originally, you know, born and raised in Sacramento. So, you know, went to Candlestick Park so many times, the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. And of course, you know, Pac Bell has had different names, but I love that place. I just love going there. So when I go back to Sacramento every summer, I make sure that I get a Giants homestand in there as well, too. But uh, it's a fantastic so place to play. So did you grow up a Niners fan? No, I was always a Packer fan. You know, Really? Yeah, I was always a Packer fan. And how did that happen? Was that a hand-me-down? Or no, you just got no, into no, no, no. It was just, you know, same reason why I was a Cubs fan. You know, I love tradition. You know, and going back to those, you know, again, we're going to show our age here, the old NBC games of the week, you know, Wrigley Field uh, with the Cubs, and then same thing with the Packers and seeing Bart Starr and so Donnie Anderson. you were Anderson, cutting school guys. and watching Harry Carey yeah, yeah, yeah. hammered Before in the Harry afternoons, Carey. right? Harry Carey was over the White Sox. I'm talking wow. about Jack Brickhouse back there in the day. All of a sudden, you know, again, I, I had a satellite dish when I was 16 years old, brother, and that's it. I, and Mark Hoke's going to appreciate this story. The reason I got my satellite dish so I could watch the Chicago Cubs on WGN that's right. And then the WWF, brother, Madison Square Garden, Monday nights, brother, when the WWE was in its heyday in the early wow, 80s. Wow, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny. You know why I was excited about getting cable when I was a kid? Because yeah, we could pick up um, Mid-South Mid Mid South. Wrestling, yeah, right. Florida Wrestling. Right. Uh, who else did we get? 
Well, World Class came on my TV station, but there was another one, too, that, got that the, came in. The, the NWA up in Minnesota and the, those sort of things. Yeah, the, well, the AWA is coming yeah. on on ESPN. Yeah. So that helped, too, but yeah. TC, yeah. Who were, give, me, give me two of your favorite wrestlers of all time, not the hoaxer. Roddy Roddy Piper and uh, and Georgie Animal Steel. Yes, Georgie Animal and, uh, Steel. And, 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 oh, and that's throw, old school, and, and baby. I'll throw, I'll throw Randy Macho Man Savage. Those right. are my top three. Right. Savage. And, and all three, I got a chance to know very well too. So that was that was pretty cool too. Hoaxer, your top three. Well, Hogan's still my all time favorite. Um, boy, if I'm picking my top three of all time, you know, Dusty was a guy that I always admired a lot. Dusty, Dusty Rhodes, Rhodes, yeah. Um. Oh boy, back in the day. you know, Ricky Steamboat was another one that I really liked. I mean, I could I could probably keep going if I really thought about it. Well, Sergeant Slaughter was my my early fave, as you can see up on the wall. You know, Sarge was Sarge was my guy. He back. looks like Sergeant Slaughter. He does. TC, I got I got um, <laughs> Cobra clutched by Sarge last year at the Vegas Toy Show. Oh, that's outstanding. It was fun. Outstanding. Yeah, he attacked me. He hasn't yeah. been the same since. He has troubled on that uh music every now and then <laughs> since then. You know what? You talking about the American idiot? Is that yeah. you are talking about? Oh, he, I, I don't want. I don't want to put that in. Put him in that category. And and TC, that's great. I didn't even think of that. I had you coming on the show, and American idiots playing. And then it's like, hey, here's TC Martin. Great to have you, TC. Let's keep let's keep talking about it. Yeah, okay. right, yeah. Exactly. Let's keep talking about how you set me up. Oh, this is good. The Diamondbacks may be adding a run here in the top of the seventh. Uh, they're going to actually have second and third with one out, so they uh, get a little mm. conservative. But second and third as Marte doubles to right field. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, this could be trouble for the old Phils. Three to two, Arizona, top seven, game seven. Winner gets the Texas Rangers in Arlington on Friday. <laughs> you know, Alvarado, you're having flashbacks right now to Houston. You know, when they brought Alvarado in and Alvarez tattooed him. It, same thing's happening right now. They bring him in. And he's getting beat up a little bit. It's not not the guy that you probably want in in this situation. Well, we'll keep an eye on a Game 7. Again, uh, Golden Knight's going to drop the puck a little after 8, so in about 45, 50 minutes from now. 6-0, and oh, you talked about chemistry mm-hmm. with sports teams. I mean, the Golden Knights last year. But things during a championship run, like with the Las Vegas Aces, again, with Chelsea Gray and Stokes going out for that Game 4, playing in New York. And I talked about it with you saying, you know, we remember the Lakers missing Jabbar and Magic steps in, plays center against Philly, and they win that game. So, uh, but chemistry, you know, with Mark Stone coming back last year, just in time for the postseason, you know, the first game against Winnipeg, you could see he still wasn't himself, and you're like, ah, they rushed him back to make sure they got him in. He had missed thirty, missed thirty nine games, but you could see him and the chemistry getting going, and so you can say what you want that this team was well put together. Look, they had no idea that Aiden Hill could do what he did in between the pipes, or Brassois, or Thompson before he went to... I mean, they, they went through four freaking goaltenders. Sometimes things have to fall your way to win a championship. 100%. You know, especially in hockey, is literally a game of inches or sometimes centimeters or millimeters. I mean, there's no question about that. But, again, that just shows a team. And, again, we talk about giving Becky Hammond all the credit in the world. Give Bruce Cassidy, you know. Uh, all the credit in the world, too. He didn't know these guys, but he came in with a system that he brought over from Boston, especially a defensive system, and these guys bought into it. And you did not see Aiden Hill left, you know, by himself, you know, between the pipes. I mean, he usually had help back there, which was not always the case in the prior regime. So, um, yeah, again, and, and when you bring back the majority of your talent, 
majority of that team, and you got that chemistry rolling back. That's why the Golden Knights were there. I mean, they didn't make any major moves. They kept just about everybody. I love that. Beautiful. Key juncture right here in the top of the seventh, second and third for the Diamondbacks, and Corbin Carroll is up with a 1-2 count right now. And uh, this guy, Rookie of the Year, what a special player he is, 23 years old. Uh, They're building the team around him. Uh, Marte, who got the double, another key component. I mean, there's a lot to like about this guy and this team, and now a 4-2 lead as uh, this team is just doing what they need to do as you get that sack fly to right field. Uh, Corbin Carroll, though, three for three and a sack fly, two runs scored, two RBIs, special player all year long and got hurt. So you're wondering, did he have enough at-bats? Does he have enough going on to make sure he's going to get that rookie of the year? And then he comes back a short time later and is picked up right where he left off. Texas and Arizona in the World Series. Nobody saw that coming. You know what those odds were at the book. The futures on, on both Anything those teams. with Arizona, though. Uh, oh, man. Just absolutely unbelievable. KT might be going. KT might be taking some yes. nights off. As well, at least, at least one, because I've got my brother-in-law, Danny. He's uh, Christie's younger brother, but he's big Arizona. Now, they're all Wisconsin, yeah. you know, but Danny was the youngest by far in the family. He was one of those, oh, wow. I mean, literally 15 years between oldest and youngest, Danny was the surprise kid, right? And uh, they all came out from Wisconsin to Arizona, and uh, Danny's the youngest. So even though he came out rooting for the pack and rooting for the brew crew, he's the one that flaked off first and said, you know, (laughs) I'm more Arizona, you know, because he spent a a good chunk of his life now in Arizona, where Nathan, the older brother, Christina, the oldest sister, they spent a good portion of their life in Wisconsin. So that tradition of being a Packers fan and a Brewers fan, but more so a Packers fan, kind of stays with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, again, great great atmosphere. Anytime you can get to Lambeau Field. For those who have never been to Lambeau Field. I love Field, it. My favorite, list. I agree. My favorite bucket venue list. of all times, yep. any sporting event. I've been there twice. Uh, Holmgren Way and uh, uh, Anduzzi's, we were there before <laughs> the game, got lit. And then after the game, because it was Sunday night football, I'll never forget, it was uh, Patri- uh, yeah, Patriots and Colts, uh, was after because we went to the Chargers and Green Bay it was a game that Rivers threw for five oh five, but the Packers still beat him. Right, right. But what a what a great time! And uh, the classic was because we had to pick up our tickets at the Hilton Garden Inn right there off Holmgren Way, right? <laughs> no, it so, well, <laughs> okay. So so we're driving, and you know we see all the cardboard cutouts and everything yeah. on the uh, the Packer players on the people's yards and stuff, and you can park here for fifteen bucks, twenty bucks, and and then you're getting closer to Lambeau, and it prices are going up, and I'm like. And Christy's like, well, we should just park back there. I go, yeah, but we got to get our tickets. We got to pick them up, StubHub over there at Hilton Garden Inn. So you know, she's driving because I'm drinking since uh, since the Badgers game the day before at Camp Randall. And yeah. We drove up from, of course. you know, uh, Lake Oconomowoc is where we drove up from. So uh, we're there, and uh, Julie, her friend, was there, and there's the three of us, and we've got you know Julie's cool ass van, and and we're just having a good old time, and so. Christy makes the right on the Holmgren way, and it's only two lanes, one going each way. And she's got her left blinker on. I go, what are you doing? She goes, well, we have to turn in there. Well, it's bumper to bumper the other way, so she can't go, right? She's got to wait for a break in the traffic. I go, do you realize there's like 2,000 people behind you? You can't stop here with your freaking blinker on. Like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, where am I, what am I going to do? And I'm going, well, just go down here, pull somewhere in the right in a parking lot, 
We'll walk down, we'll get our ticket, and then we'll go back park and we'll park on somebody's yard. yard. No right. problem. Exactly. 20 bucks. Boom. Right. And so we go there. Next thing you know, we pull in this place, Anduzzi's, yep. and they open up the back lot. Yes. And we're one of the first cars in there, and it's Tailgate City. So by the time we get back from getting our tickets, like about a half hour, like 15 minutes to walk up, get the tickets, and then 10 minutes to walk back, we get there. The, the whole thing's almost filled, and like we see all these people. And next thing you know, there's this big tent in the front, and we're just and the band's playing. I mean, we're just having the greatest time ever. And I will just tell people that you want to go there and you want to root for the pack. All right. So don't go if your team's there and you're going to go root against the pack. You want to go there and you want to root for the pack to have the true feeling of the great Lambo tradition. Hundred percent right. Did you play any cornhole over in? Oh yeah, there play play cornhole and then uh, and then like I said, we went there afterwards. What and year watched was this? That. This was oh, let's see, twenty fifteen maybe. Okay, twenty fifteen, right around there. Okay. Twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. Right. We went back to back years. A year after we, uh, or maybe a year or two years after uh, they played, and they were both in October. They played the Cowboys. Okay. So yeah, but good times, man. And I will tell people. I always tell people, look, bucket list. Go to Lambeau Field. Absolutely. But got to go in the winter. You know, got to go when it's getting colder. Yeah. Don't be a wuss and go in, uh, <laughs> in you know, first week in September. Right, right. right, right. For sure. You want to make sure you get a little bit of that Lambeau feeling. You may, you don't have to go to the frozen tundra, but you got to go uh, at least when it's cold enough. Uh, still four to two, Diamondbacks, two outs, man on second in the, and now they are out. So middle of the seventh, seventh inning stretch, four to two, and, Diamondbacks. And you see in who's Philly. in the game. They brought Blake Wheeler in. Wow, yeah, all hands on deck. Yep, there Got to do it, all hands on deck. Got to the end. So uh, there you go, seventh inning stretch in Philly. They're sweating it out. They had a 2-1 lead. They trail it 4-2. Could it be a team that finished 84-78? and 41-40 and 40 on the road during the regular season, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are literally nine outs away. If you're going to bring World in Series. Blake Wheeler, why don't you do that before Alvarado? What did I say about Alvarado? Alvarado cost him. He cost him. If you're going to make Zach that move, Wheeler, exactly. you bring in Wheeler. You bring in your ace. You bring in your starter. If you're going to play this game, you don't bring him in after Alvarado. Right. But Zach Wheeler, Blake, his I'm sorry. illegitimate brother, is not pitching. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. Zach, thank you very much. It's okay. It's yeah. all right, man. Yeah. Good stuff, T.C. Martin. Every now and then. Yeah. yeah. Every now and then I can the, catch you. No, it's all right. It's very, yeah, like exactly. That. Very, yeah. very rarely you catch T.C. Yeah. Uh, but we are going to take a break. We'll good, come back. Good Jets, we, by we, the way. Blake we, Wheeler. We, that's right. We will get, we will get to, uh, some of this football talk, but we got a lot of it. Uh, still a few more segments to go. Sports X radio. Uh, let me just go back to the scoreboard just to make sure, uh, nothing has changed here. I just want to keep you updated on these college football games because I know a lot of you bet these games here in Vegas and throughout the country. And it is 27 24, a minute to go in regulation. New Mexico State leading Louisiana Tech. Again, plus two and a half, total 55. You're sitting at 51. And Liberty, 28 to 16 now, leading Western Kentucky, 9.30 to go in that fourth quarter. So those games are going right now. Now you have the second game as far as the NBA going. The first game went to Denver, the defending Nuggets uh, as far as champions. Uh, 119-107, a win and a cover, and a game that stays under the total of 229. Hits 226, 119-107, but the Nuggets only laying four and a half, and money came in on the Lakers. That line dropped a half point today. Suns off to a 17-12 early lead in San Francisco, 630 to go first quarter at Golden State. Meanwhile, on the ice, 4-1, to one, we gave you Toronto over Washington, 1-1 now after two, Anaheim and Columbus. 
a bunch of finals. Now, Florida did beat San Jose 3-1. to Dallas finished off Pittsburgh 4-1. to Jersey won at Montreal 5-2, to got an empty netter to close that out and actually put the game over the 6.5 total. 5-4, Colorado leading the Islanders. 8.49 to go third period. Wild game. That'll help the Grand Salami on the over side of things. Seattle, the Kraken, 15.50 to go. Leads Detroit 3-2. to Boston, a one nothing lead. They're looking to go 6-0. Two ten left second period in the Windy City over the Blackhawks. Winnipeg, 2-1 over St. Louis now. That's after two. Edmonton, 3-2. Midway through the second, they lead at Minnesota. 3-1 Vancouver. Now early second period with 14.30 to go in Nashville. They lead the Preds with two goals in that second. And 3.56 to go in the first. Calgary, one nothing lead over the Rangers. Rangers again, Arizona at LA. Kings minus 196 and a half your total. Vegas minus 200 against the Hoaxers. Flyers in town at the Fortress. Total of six. Take a break. Come right back. You're listening to SportsX Radio 101.5 FMK Dawn. Streaming live on that Odyssey app. We'll be right back. go for that there you go kt tc martin sports x radio on a fat tuesday one out bottom seven Saul frank the 21 year old is in and gets marsh on a swinging strike philly down to their final eight outs you're doing the math there weren't you yeah i was uh, well for jersey guy it takes <laughs> nice a while work, to figure KT. out yeah it's just like hold on carry when you start gonna we start carry got, the one you got his fingers on. out and he <laughs> <laughs> i carry the one <laughs> kt was know. counting nose hairs there you go no actually That's what they you, do in jersey you know what I, I can't do that because one of our daughters she has her own little place and that's part of the deal they do the facials all that stuff but they have the nose hair deal they put it in there the nostril, and then she rips it out, and boom, there go all those nose hairs for the month. How do we get on nose hairs on this show? Oh, he just said. What are you guys I, doing? I, I, that's it's New Jersey, man. I, I, they're, think, they're, I think on my show, we take it in a whole different direction. Should we go back food. to American Idiot? Kit nose hairs? Jeez. TC, you got to have me on sometime. I'll take <laughs> your show oh, in Don't do that. Oh, my gosh. Do I not like this do guy that. over here. Seriously. Yeah. I'll come on the show. Yeah. I'd love Great. to. <laughs> It'd be whenever whenever a guy volunteers to be on your show, yeah. that's where you put. That's the first thing. You're like, get away, man. Go away. Give your time no. out. <laughs> Give me <it> twenty. <laughs> exactly. Come on, I, I got need a no, clout, full. Man. You need a full for sure. I got full one of the best out. rated shows on the weekend in right. Las Vegas. That's Come your on, show. Man. It's when you're bringing other shows. So down. when I so I I so the combination of of TC, we're like like a you know one of those. Transformers, man. Uh, what's what? What am I thinking of? The ones that come together. I have no idea, but I, I think you're trying to say that you know he was going to say you guys would a make a great team. tag yeah, team. Super team. Yeah. We'd make a great tag team. Exactly. All right. All right. So you're talking, uh, yeah. As long as you're not talking like killer bees or something like that, you know, you got to talk. You got to talk championship tag team. All right. Championship. Wow. Championship. I'm, I'm, I'm friends with Brian. You know that. No. I love the Killer Bees. They they won the U they won the UWF titles. The UWF. Okay, Herb. Hey, screw them over. Oh, there geez. you go. Oh no. British Bulldogs. I was gonna say, yeah, best tag team. Come on, KT. Best tag team of all. Best, okay, good. KT. What do you got? Best KT? tag team. Bruno of all time. San Martino and and Parisi. No, I remember those guys back in no. the day. That's old school for KT. That's not even a team. I liked them, but not a tag team. Bruno wasn't a tag guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he was. did tag matches, but he wasn't a tag team champion. He wasn't reno- renowned for his tag team expertise. I- I'll say, I'll, okay, so you're saying he was not a tag team champion? I'll say he was. When? 
Look he it was up. the WWE look, champion look. for like 10 years. Okay, fine. All right, so look it up. I wouldn't be surprised if he won a tag title somewhere down the road, but he never won the, the WWF tag titles. I didn't say that. I just said he was a tag team champion, and I want to say TC, with Parisi. TC, yeah. who's the best tag team of all time? Of all time? Mm-hmm. The Executioners. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with local. I'm going to go with the tag team that I put together. What? Aerial Assault. Rob Van Dam and Bobby Bradley. If you never what? saw him, if you never saw him, Mark Hope, if you never saw him live what? the Silver Nugget, if you never saw him, the people that did the see Silver him, Nugget, they I know love what it. I'm talking yeah. about, baby. NWC Tag Team Champs. That is go awesome. to the video. You've got to be kidding Go to the video, Mark Hoke. Where were you? Were you eight years old? Like How I said, old? like you I know? said, there's no sense having him on the show, TC. It's just hey, a waste of time. Rob Van Dam will tell you the same thing. Oh, I'm sure Rob would. Yeah. Yeah, how about so the Midnight Sabu. Express, the Road Warriors? I was going to go Road Warriors. How about the Samoans? I'll take the Samoans. Samoans very underrated. Yeah. How about college football talk, <laughs> for the love of God? You can do this on Sunday mornings. Go on his show. Go. All right? Look, my, my folks are worried about things that you can bet on, and I know you can bet on the wrestling You can bet and on wrestling. Yeah, BetOnline.ag. Right. You get me if the, you, line, if you you get me the and, lines on if, it, if, and I'll go over it with the with you, and, and we'll get those out there. If you go to MarkHokeShow.com and click on the banner. Well, good. You know, you we'll do that. For you folks out there that want to go bonus. there, there you go. 50% matching bonus up to $1,000. You get 500 free bucks. Beautiful. So there you go. BetOnline.ag. Probably bet on the big pay-per-views coming up, right? Great, great stuff. Thanks. And don't call me collect when you get in trouble. You screwed me today. All right, there you go. Pat All Patterson, right. Ray Stevens. How do you like that, Mark Hoke? Uh, that's not bad. Okay, I'm. <laughs> by the way, I'm looking this up right now. T.C. Martin, <laughs> talk to me a little bit about yeah. uh, the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. All right? I mean, we looked at all these great quarterbacks, and we looked at all these great offenses, and as I look at the Pac-12 now, it's melting down before my very eyes to where – I don't think that there's going to be a team from the Pac-12 that's going to get in the playoff. Wow. So you're counting out Washington. Yes. Counting out Oregon. Yep. And you never uh, count out Utah because they're doing it with a third-string quarterback, and Cam Rising eventually will be back. No, he won't. No, no, they've already shut him down. They shut him down for the year. And, and I'm making a joke about that because right. they, they've been saying for two years that he's going to come back. Remember, opening day he's going to be back. Then week three, week four he's going to be back. Right. And they haven't needed him. And again, a huge victory against SC. But even if they get there, KT, I'm with you. They're not going to do anything. And again, Washington's a nice story. Oregon is, is nice. But still, if you want to get to Washington know, the playoff, was exposed. Washington be, still, Bo Nix yeah. isn't going to lead you anywhere when you get to, to a playoff. And Michael Penix Jr. is a nice quarterback but again you need teams that have been there under the bright lights and they've played well don't get me wrong if washington but, was that good it's like they oklahoma would, every they year, would they would have know? they would have dominated oregon in the fourth quarter because they had that game they were up by 10 right. instead oregon should have won the game dominated the fourth quarter and then what happens arizona state one of the weak links and i said they're going to cover they went up there i took 28 and a half you never had to sweat that. They end up losing 15-7. to seven. But Washington, where's that high-powered offense? Again, that's in Seattle. So how good is that offense? Yes, Utah beats USC. They're a physical team. They found a way to win. USC, again, defense letting them down. Alex Grinch, they talked about it during the offseason. Is this guy the defense coordinator that can mesh this team together? Maybe they're just not good enough. And I really think they've got a great chance to lose at Oregon as well because they've got that – Two losses now, one of them to Notre Dame, but one inside the Pac-12. Look, there's a chance they could still get to the Pac-12 championship. They've got to run the table. 
Oregon, we know how tough they are at Autzen Stadium, but that's a team that should have lost to Texas Tech. They found a way not only to uh, win the game, but also get a cover on a pick six with a few seconds left. So everybody kind of overlooked that game because they blew out Colorado. Well, big deal. What is Colorado? It was a hype story with Deion Sanders. And again, a team that probably would be a little bit better may have won one or two of those games that they lost if they had Travis uh, Hunter, uh, the kid, the two-way player that got hurt in a game against Colorado State. But that was a game, Colorado State. Everybody expected them to blow them out by 30 points. They're lucky they won that game. So again, I just don't know how good any of these teams in the Pac-12 are. I don't know how good any of these teams in the Big Ten are. Michigan has played nobody with an offense. Ohio State should have lost at Notre Dame. They stole that game. Penn State got blown out by Ohio State, basically. Not blown out, but they couldn't score. They couldn't move the ball. Uh, you know, So the offense is that weak. Again, you're going to tell me, Mark Hoke's going to tell me, well, Ohio State's defense is great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're playing. They we, don't, we don't know. We don't know how good any of these teams are. Alabama, I don't know how good that team is. I watched them get shut down. You know, in a couple games, and they found ways to win. They closed it. I mean, they were down twenty to seven at halftime against Tennessee. You know, coming off the scare at home the week before against Arkansas, that they only won twenty four twenty one. So again, there's no great team. I don't think Georgia's that great a team. Their defense is good. Their offense is good, but their schedule's been a patty cake schedule. Right. They'll have Florida this week. Both teams off a of bye, and they don't have Bowers. So we'll get to see if the Gators can uh, give them a game. But who is a team? Right now, like, give me two teams that you think have a great chance to be in the playoff that have an opportunity to win it. It's wide open. It, it definitely is. And you can make a case for any of the probably the top six or seven teams in the country right now. And, you know, going back to your, your, your Pac-12 scenario, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I don't think any of them are, are playoff worthy. But if we're talking about the best, it's in my opinion, it's Utah because it's a team that just gets stronger and stronger as the year goes on, and they win it with defense. So the only team in the Pac-12 that can hang their hat on defense, and that's why they've been so good the last few years. I mean, if Utah had a quarterback and they had wide receivers, they would be lethal. They'd be dangerous. But again, still not good enough, you know, to compete with with the big boys. So it is wide open. I mean, Georgia is going to be the favorite, you know, coming out of the SEC, they're going to be the favorite, but you're right. They haven't been battle tested yet. Penn state, that game just, just, I, I laughed because they were, they looked inept. They were zero for 15 on their first third down opportunities. All right. So zero for 15, they didn't get a, a converted third down into a first down until that final drive when the game was over and Ohio State was playing to prevent defense. One for 16 on third down conversions. Are you kidding me? And this is what, a top five or a top seven team coming into this game? No, I'm not buying the Penn State hype. I'm not buying that quarterback. They, they, they were awful. And again, just go down the list of, of the Big Ten disappointments. Well, when you look at Penn State's non-conference schedule, West Virginia at home, Delaware, and UMass. Yep. It's not yep. going to get you battle-tested ready for no, any Big no. Ten games. And again, you know, so Michigan looks the best, but... What are we going to know about Michigan? We're not going to know anything about Michigan until they play Ohio State. Right? Yeah. And now, you know, again, the, the uh, sign-stealing allegations, and they've got the goods on Michigan. Can they, again, tie Harbaugh directly to it and uh, really penalize his team? It'll be a penalty that'll come down next year, I'm sure, and Harbaugh will be on to the NFL before then. Uh, but here's East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, at Nebraska, at Minnesota – Indiana, Michigan State. And this is a terrible year for Michigan State with the Tucker final. So Michigan, they're flexing an 8-0 record 
They have Purdue coming off a bye at home. Then they go to Penn State. And I will just say this. As lousy as Penn State looked against Ohio State, and again, that's, it's still a good defense. It's still one of the top six defenses in the country, I would say, Ohio State. Yeah, Eichenberg, solid. Chambers, those two guys had two of the best linebackers on any one team. But at Penn State, I will tell you right now, the Nittany Lions win that game. As bad as they looked at Ohio State, they will beat Michigan. I have no doubt they will beat Michigan. Could see that. But then again, they've got to do something at quarterback, though. I mean, they've got to. I well, mean, they've got to do something. They, they, can, can running I game's th- okay, but yeah, I'll, but I'll, and, and I think against that Michigan D, I think the 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 big issue for Penn State was the coaching. James Franklin was just another lousy game plan. There you go. Yeah. And and talk yeah. about one of the most overrated coaches in all of college football. I'm sick of hearing James Franklin, and we heard it all the way up until halftime of the game on Saturday, and then then he looked like a doofus again. You know. Going forward on fourth down, yeah, the stupid. fourth down, the fourth down in the fourth quarter, yeah. with seven minutes to go, was one of the dumbest things I've <laughs> yeah. seen in Penn State football yeah. history. Yeah. I mean, that was just ridiculous. All they had to do is pin him back, and you needed one drive, and they got it. But you know, instead, he went for it and gave him the ball in the forty yard line, scored a touchdown. You're down two scores, and you're dead. Just want to. He update. just does that with them all the time. It's frustrating. Yeah, let me. I'm sorry. Just want to update. Uh, Kevin Ginkle had to come in with first and second. Bryce Harper up, and he just got under a pitch. Just flew out to center field. They go to the ace, still 4-2 Diamondbacks. Incredible goings-on here in baseball. If this Arizona Diamondbacks team makes it to the World Series, my goodness, do you understand that this, out of all the years the Philadelphia Phillies have been around, this is their first Game 7? Yeah, I saw that stat. That is absolutely phenomenal. What, 1887, I think it was? Incredible. I mean, their first Game 7. And meanwhile, Arizona, we remember their Game 7 against the Yankees, right? 22 years ago, whatever it was. (laughs) Well, the Phillies stank for a really, really long time. I mean, they were really bad for decades. If Let me find if I I had a little little sheet here. But if Texas does go on to win the World Series, uh, Bruce Bochy will join four other managers as having won at least – Four World Series. And I, I forget if that was with multiple teams or what it was, but winning at, at least four World Series. Uh, give me some of the other ones. There are, there are a lot of uh, several old school guys and one. Or Joe Torre? Joe Torre is the one that's still alive. Yeah. Right. Connie Mack? Connie Mack is good. Mm-hmm. And there's two others. Casey Stengel? Casey Stengel's good. So there's one. All right. Actually, and then there's two more. So there's two more. The one four World Series or more. Yeah, uh, one's in the American. One did uh, the American League, one National League. Oh, boy. Thinking here. Think, think, think. Wouldn't be the, no, wouldn't be the debut from the Dodgers. That's what I was right? thinking, yeah. yeah. Not Walter Alston. Yes, yeah, okay, Walter Alston, Alston is good. Yeah, Alston yeah. is good. Yeah. So yeah. there's one left. From the American, American League? League? American League, old school. Oh, God. Who's... <laughs> Who's man? Oh Lord! I'll give you a hint. Big Ten quarterback. <laughs> right now, Big Ten quarterback. Yeah, thinking, you're going with the last name here. Is that what you're going? With? I'm out. Yeah. I, I, I'm Who's blanking. Michigan's quarterback? McCarthy. McCarthy. The oh, old yeah. school yeah, Yankees yeah, manager. Yeah, you're going way back. Yep. All right. Hey, back to your your college football thing. So, a lot of people aren't aren't, aren't saying this, but I'm going to say it right now. Uh, I don't think they're that good, but the schedule is so friendly. Florida State is going to end up undefeated. They are so they'll be in the college football playoff. 
if you look at their schedule the rest of the way, mm-hmm. they're not losing. I mean, what you got uh, Wake Forest, Pitt, Miami, yeah, d- North I, I, Alabama, I, I, so, okay, and Florida. No, no, yeah, but don't just blow off that Miami game. Because Miami beating Clemson, that was big. And Cristobal gave a game away against Georgia Tech, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and. and that, that, I'm just saying. I know the game's in Tallahassee, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. but we've already we just saw Florida State with the, you know, up until Leonard went back out for Duke. That's their toughest game. I'm just saying that's their toughest. But the rest, and they get the game at home. They have the best opportunity to go undefeated. No, I, I will say this at Pittsburgh. Don't just roll over Narduzzi at home. Didn't he just take out somebody at home? We took a couple weeks Louisville, ago. But Louisville. Louisville what do you mean? A, at Louisville was six and zero. Yeah, they were seven and a half point favorite. That's a phony favorite. Come on, Louisville. Come on, man. Just because they beat Notre Dame, especially coming off that emotional win? Just because they beat Notre Dame yeah. by two scores. And let's don't sleep on by Notre two Dame. Scores, I, understand, right? I understand Notre Dame's got two losses. I agree. When you line them up, I'll, I'll they, tell you, they I'll, had no business losing to Ohio State. They right. screwed that game up. They did. And yep. I, I will say, I like Notre Dame, the makeup of Notre Dame, of any of those teams above them. I will say another two loss team that keep an eye out for. Because mm-hmm. if they win in Tuscaloosa, LSU. they're going to That's right. Yeah. LSU's still dangerous, and I know the defense hasn't shown up sometimes, but the offense is pretty damn good, and, and Daniels is solid. But we're not betting on Brian Kelly. You, I, and, I are, you I, and I are betting on Brian Kelly. I'll tell you what, I, I, I think LSU's still alive. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you one more, too, that you might want to watch is Oregon State. Yeah, yeah well, I do, and I, I have them. They're, that's my one future for the Pac-12. Now, Oregon State I'm a and, big Jonathan Smith fan. There's no question. Yeah, and I don't. And Florida State still got to get through the ACC championship game. They no. don't play North Carolina this year. And I know North Carolina took a horrendous loss this week. I would, but even, even though I'm an is, SC fan, because I love college football, I would not mind. Although I do want SC to run the table, but at the end of the day, if they don't, I would like to see Oregon run the table, and that means a win at Utah this week, right? So Oregon runs a table, and Oregon State runs a table, and the last game at Autzen Stadium because the Beavs are the one team that's not intimidated in that old Civil War deal. Yeah, but you can't say that. No, and uh, Oregon State better be careful this week in Tucson. That yeah. is a good Arizona team, and Fafita stepped up nicely, okay. replacing Delora, mm-hmm. and they went into the Palouse and they won forty-four to six over a Wazoo team that's pretty good. They did, yeah. And, and real quick before we get to break, Air Force is still undefeated, by the way. Yeah, and. And I mean, they haven't played anybody, but they, they, good chance they're going to run the table. But then, is there a possibility UNLV ends up in a, a New Year's Day bowl game? Stop no. it. No, I'm, uh, Stop but it. if they, if they don't, their only loss would be to Michigan if they ran the table. Right, right. Oh, but yeah. they're, they're not going to, uh, we love UNLV. We want them to win. They're not beating Fresno State this week, and they're not beating Air Force. If they do, I may not have a sponsor. Panish will be gone. Right. <laughs> but all I'm saying, I'm, I'm not going crazy here, oh, Barry but Odom if they, if right they run the table, they are, would probably be the top ranked uh, non power five team, wouldn't you say? I agree. I'd love it. And you're right. Your only loss at the big house, that would be huge. Barry Odom's done an incredible job. There's no doubt. Hey, but again, the-, the schedule has not been daunting mm-hmm. as far as even inside the conference are 3-0. and But they haven't played, like you said, Fresno State, Air Force, start getting Boise State, you start playing those teams. I will say one of the most shocking scores before we go to our final break was Nevada 6, San Diego State nothing. Oh, God. And I know Brady Hogan's <laughs> a down year. But this is a Nevada team that gave up 500 yards of offense to UNLV and then goes to San Diego State and shuts out the Aztecs.
unbelievable I score couldn't believe right that there. when I saw it. How about yeah. the unbelievable scores all weekend? How about 7-3 Mississippi State Arkansas? Yeah, the 12-10 that, that, that we talked about with with Iowa and Minnesota, the total was 30 and a half. I mean, the military's Army Navy games are are usually like You had money on Minnesota money line, didn't you? No, <laughs> oh, no, no. You no, had the. No, I, I would just no. say one of the worst calls ever, yeah. and you know it. I know. It they, they, the punt return for Iowa, yeah. but yeah. Iowa had how many yards rushing? Eleven. Eleven yards 11. rushing. A hundred and twenty-four kt total yards. Unreal. And they almost won the game. Oh, they should have oh, won the game. Actually, Big Ten. <laughs> Jeez. Big Ten. Oh makes me man. Sick. Hey. Hey. Easy there, killer. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, that, man on, man out. Too. Top eight. Philly fans have been standing the whole game. Blood pressure through the roof. They're going to need to come out here to Vegas. There's preventative, a preventative Diagnostic Center. I'll give you the read when we come back before our final segment. 101.5 FMK, don't stream live on that Odyssey app. Ken Thompson, T.C. Martin, the doctor in the house. And, of course, the great producer, Mark Hoke. Mark Hoke, show 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Sunday mornings. The best in professional wrestling. He'll talk all about, yes, Bruno Sammartino and Parisi, tag team champions. We'll be right back live from Vegas. friends despite what war things kt remembers war why can't we be friends hey man that's good my stuff, guy lonnie man. jordan right there lonnie jordan that's war great friends of mine really worked with them many many times nice, TC. My, every time they come to town we we get together i must have promoted them on 20 different occasions tc i'm gonna be your personal assistant i just want to hang <laughs> tc i'll take i'll take you to a little black label society when zach comes in town oh there you go you know, we'll go backstage hanging out, and uh, he just did the Pantera reunion. Okay. I'll see him on Friday. His uh, son Jesse's getting married, so I'll be off Friday, Friday football fiasco. That'll be in the hands of Chris Wynn and Mark Hoke. Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, my God. That'll be a, hey, that, uh, that's a wrestling comedy tag of errors team. right there. That's a wrestling tag team, those two guys. I'd oh, turn on those him. guys. What would be the, what You would know be what he's going to talk about is Penn State and North Dakota State. Yeah. But you missed it because I called North Dakota to beat North Dakota <sighs> State. You are a- and they beat him outright. It was great, man. I just have to. TC didn't know that. So I just had to duck that in there. there but real quick, Preventative Diagnostic Center did want to get this in there because TC and Mark Hoke, both demographically, fall between 40 and 72. And if you do as well, well, you're pretty fortunate. Dr. John Pierce has the only scanner of its kind in the region, gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. You give a call now. Leave your name and number. They'll get back to you. Get that free educational consultation. Make sure you tell them KT Sports X Radio sent you. You know the 702 for Vegas. 534 534-7900, Comfortable scan takes a few minutes. A few days later, you get a detailed report, board-certified radiologist. Heart CT scan, calcium score special. This is what I try to get everybody in, even if you don't get all your organs scanned. Get the heart CT scan and calcium score. It's a $600 value, costs you $125, your significant other, absolutely free. So guys, like I tell you, don't get blindsided by the Widowmaker. Ladies, number one killer of women annually is heart disease. Please check it out. Get in there. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. Preventative Diagnostic Center, 534-7900. Website, pdcenterlv.com, pdcenterlv.com. T.C. Martin, Mark Hoke, got to get you guys in there. Got to get Andy Isco in there. I mean, there's a bunch of my listeners. Now, Wayne Krivsky, former general manager, Cincinnati Reds, he's gone a couple years in a row. Pat Casal, who works here. I mean, all of them. Steve Sanchez, they've all gone to the Preventative Diagnostic Center. You've got to go as well. Philadelphia Phillies fans, you've got to go because heart disease could be 
really in your future uh, based on this game right now. Four to two, Ouch. Arizona, bottom eight. It is not good for the Phils, but still six more outs. So baseball, like Yogi said, it's not over till it's over. Warriors 35-30 lead the Suns. Tons of NHL action going, but the big game coming up. Hoaxers, Philadelphia Flyers are in town to play Vegas. They'll drop that puck in about mm, 10 minutes from now. Uh, TC got a few minutes. Real quick, can you fix the Raiders? You're the doctor, man. I, I mean, they need a lot of help, man. Are we surprised, though? I mean, come on. We're not surprised. Um, I, well, I'm surprised when I see what Mark Davis does as the, as the, owners for the uh, owner for the Aces. You talk about it. It goes, he, he, and, and he's be, and, he, and he's into the team. I get, but I think he gave too much control to the New England connection right there. Talking about tag teams, and I like Ziegler. I'm not sold that McDaniel's is a good head coach. He's got a lousy track record from his time in Denver. Left the you know Indianapolis at the at the altar and pulled out of that job. Went back to New England. He's a hell of a coordinator. But so was North Turner. So was Wade Phillips. But they're not great head coaches. But it goes back to what you said. It's hiring good people. He did that with the Aces. He hired quality people, top-notch proven people from Nikki Vargas to Natalie Williams and Becky Hammond. And you didn't do that. You haven't done that with the Raiders. You know? You've got to remember, he, everything he put forward was with John Gruden. And then, no fault of his own, Mark Davis is already, you know. But w- when that blew up, it was major chaos, rebuild. And they haven't got it right. And they've got just player dissent now, uh, discontent, you know, with Devontae Adams and everybody else. Yeah, it is a mess. It should not be uh, a shocker. And again, you know, the quarterback situation, Josh Jacobs uh, holding out all training camp. I mean, right. come on, no surprise. Yeah, you can tell the way he's yeah. run, and it's taken him a while. By the way, if you have money on the crack and they tied it up, 4-4 going to go to overtime against Detroit. Bruins now 2-0. Uh, TC, real quick, plug your show. Let everybody know how they can find you and follow you, my man, because you do a great job. Thank you. I appreciate it, KT. Uh, Monday through Friday here in Vegas, 2-4 to 4 Pacific. can listen at tcmartinshow.com. Uh, we have listeners nationwide, worldwide, tcmartinshow.com, 2-4 to 4 Pacific time. Go to the website, check out the past shows, the interviews. Everything is up there. We've got some great stuff. And uh, appreciate you, as always, KT. And... And Mark as well, too. My no, tag, it's great, my great to have you. Listen, I know the hoaxer is going to have you in on a Sunday morning, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., because you, you love your wrestling. Yeah, but he, I'm, I told him before, I'm more old school. I'm not talking I'm not talking the modern stuff. I, I don't follow it anymore. And plus, you got to get me up early. I could do that. Yeah, that's, do that's, it. That's the hard part. Old school, Come on. do it. If you tell me we're talking you know, 80s and 90s wrestling, I'm down, brother. You should see what we do on our show. Now, you, you would enjoy it. There you go. Well, that'll do it on a fat Tuesday. Thanks to T.C. Martin. Thanks to producer Mark Oak. Thanks to you, the listeners. Tomorrow night, live at Steiner's, you know the rules. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you live from Vegas Sports X Radio, 101.5 FMK. Don't streaming live on that Odyssey app. Folks, we'll talk to you tomorrow night. God bless. Good night, everybody.